What's going on, FA Nation? Welcome back. This is the Two Minute Drill. I'm Dan Malin. I'm joined by James Grande. We are recapping week 14 of the fantasy football season. Grande, how was it for you? I know you had a lot of travel this weekend, and I'm sure you got caught up on all the happenings around the league. Yeah, actually, no DFS this week. Um, did not play DFS. I did play. I did play some MMA DFS. So I was uh, one piece away from the nuts. Uh, I did. I did play some like NBA showdown when I was in the hotel, like just laying around. But I didn't play any NFL. Um, NFL. If I think if there is one sport, and you know this, um, considering all the the DFS that you play, if there is one sport that does require a week's time of research and not just like an hour or two, like the NFLs, like we're going, we're sifting through, you know. 28 teams, 26 teams a week, you know, um, you really need to have your ducks in a row. And I didn't feel like I had the uh, the time this week with all the travel. So my season long teams also sucked. So I've just had like a very poor, <laughs> <laughs> I just had a very poor um, week 14. I will say uh, James Conner was my, James Conner was my highest drafted player in best ball this year. I have him in almost every seasonal format as well. Uh, so like I, I'm in a lot of, positions that I can overcome my my Sunday troubles my Sunday blues thanks to James Conner but uh for the most part Dan uh my Sunday of football is probably worse than yours it's so weird that you say that you didn't play any DFS because I normally play NFL DFS very heavy and then even this week I didn't play any cash games I had I had one GPP lineup for the main slate I had one showdown lineup for the Ravens and Browns game only because I'm trying to play the Ravens showdown slates every week because you get like you get like two and a half thousand crowns at the end of the season if you play all the regular season showdowns um, <laughs> and then I had one afternoon GPP lineup so again like you I was very late this week and it was mostly because I'm kind of with you that I didn't really start my DFS research until I did the DST coach which came out on right. Friday and right. then even Saturday, I didn't do a whole lot. I was listening to a few podcasts. I was reading Howard's playbook and the dartboard. I didn't even read the coach pieces this week. Like, I was way behind the eight ball. Like, I just wasn't – I was not prepared this week. And I still did okay. Um, right. I stopped on the main slates. My lineup only put up about 88 points. But then my afternoon lineup crushed, and I made all the money back that I lost. So I did okay. Um, but it, it's it, – we were joking about – or uh, before we started recording that this was our personal bye week. Um, but yeah, you know, we're still going to recap the biggest news. Um, let's revisit some league winner talk that we had a week ago. Uh, Rashad Penny was mentioned last week when we did this podcast. Um, not only is he a must add at this point, but do you consider him a must start going forward at worst as a flex play? He had 16 carries to Alex Collins seven. He also went for over 130 rushing yards. He scored twice. Week 15 could be tough against Los Angeles, but if you play the narrative that Los Angeles is going to be uh, on a bit of a short week only because they're playing tonight, it's Monday. We're recording this during Monday Night Football. Um, do you do you believe that Rashad Penny could be a league winner? And he's he. It's it's easy to say he's probably a low end RB two going forward, but do you think he could finish over in weeks 15, 16, and seventeen as a top fifteen running back at his position? Yeah, um, as long as he gets the volume. I mean, it doesn't look like he's going to be heavily involved in the passing game. Um, and also, you know, and that's okay. We don't need him to be um, catching five plus passes if we're going to get 15 plus carries. And I don't think he's going to average eight plus yards a carry. And I don't think he's going to score two touchdowns a game. 
Um, but it does look like, you know, I mean, it's a tough matchup for, for next week to, to claim he's a league winner. I like the week 16 and 17 matchups because as you alluded to that week, 17 matchup is Detroit. Uh, so top 15 running back. Yeah. I think he can do that. Um, yeah, we, we know Pete Carroll likes to run the ball. We've seen it three, four years in a row with Chris Carson, like Chris Carson, someone who has had a lot of fumble troubles in the past and still how many times have we seen him when healthy uh, just garner a ton of carries. So right. yeah, I don't, I don't think that there's any reason to think. Uh, and again, Dan, I think we talked about this last week, like Seattle is like in a position with Rashad Penny where it's like, okay, he's breaking out um, and we can keep giving him carries, but if they lose again, it's like, okay, now we'll definitely give him, like, as many carries as he can handle. Like, he only played 57% of the snaps. Seattle is still – they're winning now. And they're still, mm-hmm. like, uh, kind of a, like a fringe playoff team, right? They could sneak in 9-8. and eight, Like, definitely a, a case. Um, but if they lose, it's like, well, why don't we just continue to see what we have in Rashad Penny? Give him more snaps. Give him more looks. So, uh, I think there's really no, no downside here. Uh, for Penny moving forward. And I do think there is a, a, a really strong chance he finishes a uh, top 15 running back the last three weeks of the year. Emon Ross St. Brown, uh, ARSB, as you'll see in the Discord channels. He's now uh, <laughs> seen a dozen targets in back-to-back games. Is he a must-start at maybe a f- at the flex, or does the stigma of playing for the Lions keep the confidence level pretty low, especially once DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, TJ Hawkinson, once those guys are back in play? Uh, but right now, I mean, he is basically Jared Goff's favorite target. And, like, we were all kind of hoping it would be Josh Reynolds. And Reynolds is still involved. Uh, but right now, it's it's the uh, Amon Ross St. Brown show. So I, so you mentioned the Swift thing. And, I'm, and I thought this originally. Um, as soon as he got hurt, I was like, oh, he's done for the year. And he's, like, he's clearly, like, their cornerstone to their offense. And I thought immediately, I was like, oh, he's done. So like, I don't think he comes back this year, truthfully. And I know there's been talk of him even going on the IR. If he goes on the IR, he's done. He's it's, done, yeah. It's done. Um, so that obviously helps St. Brown because we know Goff likes to dump the ball down. Now the, the Hawkinson thing is interesting too. Cause like, I mean, if he's, isn't he, I mean, they took him in the first round. They took him in the first six picks. Last year, yeah. it's like, okay, well, if they don't want to injure Hawkinson any further, he could be shut down potentially. Like, there's a lot of good things happening for St. Brown. I would obviously like to see the Hawkinson news moving forward before I, like, fully commit to St. Brown being the guy. Because I think, you know, TJ Hawkinson is a guy who who can command a pretty hefty target share on a week-to-week basis. And I know St. Brown had a big game last week with Hawkinson healthy, um, but it, it's, it is worth mentioning. So like, I think St. Brown has definitely played <clears throat> himself into your weekly flex, right? Like he's like, you're very comfortable playing him there based on the last two weeks of production. Um, but like, I think you have to start him in a three wide receiver. Yeah. Right? And you're in a, and definitely in a three wide receiver. Okay. How about this two, you're playing in a two you're playing three wide receiver. I think we're both on board. You're starting him. If it's a two wide, one flex uh, league, right? 
What what PPR formats? How... PPR formats? Yeah, standard. It's mm. more fringy, but more fringy. often than not, I'd probably lean no because I'd probably want like a third running back in yep, that spot. Yeah, third running back touchdown, and and guys who were like Alan Rob Brown, St. Brown has one touchdown of the year. Yeah, right. So it's like probably more touchdown dependent guys, but like in two wide receiver leagues, one flex. Um, I think he is definitely a comfortable uh, flex play. Rashad Bateman finally had his breakout game, or what we can call a breakout game. Seven catches, 100 yards. The snap share was around 66% on Sunday, I believe. Good, not great. Um, you know, had a the volume was there for him. Um, it sucks that Lamar Jackson went down, but of course Bateman has this, I guess we can call it a breakout game, after I... <laughs> Started telling people just to drop him. Yep. Um, I hated the snap share heading into this game. Um, and he was just trending in the wrong direction um, by all accounts. Uh, but could he be a league winner? Um, I don't know. I have not lo- – this is going to sound awful on my part because it's Monday night. I don't know the severity of Lamar Jackson's ankle injury yet. I heard it was a high ankle sprain. Um, but could Rashad Bateman be a league winner? I'm leaning no, uh, but I just want to get your take on this. So – Apparently today, um, they came out and said that, like, Sammy Watkins was feeling some type of knee soreness, and he was limited to 30% of the snaps, which, you know, I wish there was knee soreness. I wish I knew that in my home league because I had to, I was forced to start him, um, him being Sammy Watkins. Um, Lamar Jackson is... uh, They're planning on having Lamar play against the Packers. Right. Yeah. So I think the thing with Bateman comes down to Sammy Watkins for me because and, – and even then, I'm a little weary because he had a lot of good target share games when he first, when he first was activated off the injury list. So the, here's where his first five games, Dan. Six, six, eight, eight, six. Those were in terms of targets. Those, yeah. were, those were Bateman's first five games. All of which, um, except one, were with without Sammy Watkins. That was the first game that Watkins played in the Cleveland game, uh, or in the Chicago game. He had four targets. Bateman had six. Uh, then the next week, Bateman had four targets, then one target. And then Watkins gets hurt, plays 30% of snaps, and suddenly Bateman has eight. Also... Like, how much time do you think Bateman has spent with Huntley um, in practice? Like, uh, I think that there's probably been a rapport uh, between the two built. So when Lamar comes back. That's a good point. If Watkins is healthy, we now have, we now have Andrews. We have, let's say, Watkins is playing. Let's say Marquise Brown is healthy. They're, they've honestly been using Devonta Freeman. Like this is a team who never threw the running back, but now that Devon, now they don't have like a reliable running game, they're using Devonta Freeman in the running game, right? It's like Devonta Freeman had five targets. I mean, it's just I don't know if he's a league winner. I don't think he's a league winner. Yeah, probably not. Um, I think you can roster <clears throat> him, but like we were just talking about how comfortable we were with Amon Ross St. Brown, like. Same scenario. To, I'm going to ask you the same exact question. Uh, we just, I just asked you about. I'm on the race. Right Brown. It's like two, three, three. We'll do ask both. Two parter. Three receiver league. Um, Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Let's say Sammy Watkins is a full go against the Packers. Are you starting Rashad Bateman? 
Uh, no, and I think the difference between Bateman and, and Amon Ross St. Brown is just the fact that, you know, St. Brown has two straight games with a dozen targets. Yep. You know, um, I think Bateman had 10 on Sunday. Yeah, uh, but eight. overall, eight, eight. still yep. good. But overall, we just, like, we're not seeing the kind of volume that St. Brown is getting. And even though he's on a worse team, like, I, I value the, you know, the snaps and just the volume that he's getting. You know, Bateman just doesn't have that at the moment. So I, I, I'm not as confident starting Bateman. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not a start. Like, and that's in a, th- I, so if you're not starting him in a three wide receiver, I don't even need to ask you about a two wide receiver in a flex league because you're just, nope. you're not starting him. So you can roster him, but I don't, I don't feel he is a league winner, no. Um, can all New York Jets players be dropped? <laughs> yes. Uh, Zach Wilson sucks. <laughs> Elijah Moore is unfortunately on IR. I don't know when Michael Carter is coming back, but if he did, he'd probably be the only one I want to roster. Can all Jets be dropped? I mean, like, what is the what is the upside to playing literally any of these guys? There is none. There is none. I guess um, the presumed volume that they Ty, Ty Johnson, Dan? Maybe in PPR well, I have formats? no interest in Ty, Ty Johnson. I, I was thinking maybe Jameson Crowder. Six targets, three receptions, 19 yards. It's like he had less targets than Ty Johnson. We just assume that there should be more for Crowder. There should there should be more for Crowder. I'm not I'm not like saying he's a bad player because he's not actually a bad player. Um, I will say if in like if you are in a 12 to 14 team league, mostly 14 team leagues, and you are you know there are slim pickings due to injuries due to COVID. Um, I would say Crowder is your top priority on this team and probably Ty Johnson uh, because running back pool is just depleted. Ezekiel Elliott, oh, another frustrating yeah. day. Great matchup uh, in Week 15. However, Zeke has just one touchdown in his last four games. Hasn't rushed for over 60 yards in any of his last seven games since the team had their bye. Uh, he's not been as involved in the passing game. Is he risky heading into the fantasy football playoffs, and are you willing to bench him? Let me, give you, let me give you some perspective. So in my big home league that we've talked about numerous times, my three best running backs are Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, and Javante Williams. Now, given the consistency that we've had from Fournette and basically the coming out party that Williams has had the last two weeks, would you play Fournette and Williams and maybe consider Zeke a flex play at best? But keep in mind, I also have Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts. And so most of the season, when those two were healthy, I was just playing Waller at tight end and Pitts at flex. Right. Um, it did hit a bit of a cold streak uh, the last few weeks. But would you, in in this kind of format, like obviously I'm playing Fournette, not going to sit him. Javante Williams is coming on strong. So I feel like I'm in a position where this could be a rare scenario where I may be sitting my first-round pick. I mean, he's clearly just not healthy. Like, he hasn't been healthy. And Dallas can come out and say whatever they want. But, like... He just hasn't produced. So um, I think if you're in a spot like like if someone is in a spot like you where you don't have to like we say all the time, we say player starts, right? We play player studs. We say this when it comes postseason time and you have other options that are playing well, like a Javante Williams. I mean, look, Lenny, Lenny, regular season Lenny is in like he is amazing. Um I just don't think you need to force the issue now. The schedule for Zeke, 
pretty dang good. Yeah, um, it's nice this week. Giants, Washington, yeah, Giants, Washington, Arizona, uh, especially the next two, Giants, Washington. Uh, it, it's going to be hard to sit him, but if you're in a good spot where you feel comfortable using other guys, then I think that's fine. Um, now, if like you're talking, like let's say we. <laughs> It's like next week, right? You have it's like Zeke or all these Lions running backs. Like you're playing Zeke, or it's like yeah. Zeke or like Jerry, like one of the Broncos receivers. You're like you're playing Zeke, but like you know, if you're in a situation where you play Lenny and you could play Javante or you could play, you know, guys like that. Like, what about Zeke or Rashad Penny? And that is a great question. Um. I think it's a I think it's a really fair question. And I think we're at the point where it's like, okay, Rashad Penny coming off 16 carries, a hundred a buck thirty and two scores. Zeke hasn't scored in how many weeks, hasn't given you more than sixty yards in how many weeks. Um, I think we're getting to the point where it's like you don't just need to start him because he's your he's your guy. I um, I think if it's between Zeke and Penny, like as a Monday night. Um, you know, Zeke gets the Giants, Penny gets the Rams. I think I'm leaning playing Zeke, Zeke, playing Zeke. Leaning but Zeke. it is close. I, I think I think you're right. I'm just saying, like, I also don't think there's like, I don't. I also don't think it's like a where five weeks ago, if you asked me, it's like, oh yeah, definitely Zeke. Yeah. Like if this, but if this question was like week ten. But now it's the postseason, and it really makes you think. And I, I think it's a lot closer than um, a lot closer than uh, I think people probably realize. All right, Taysom Hill. This is going to sound like a silly question because I think he's an obvious start in weeks sixteen and seventeen. Um, the schedule is very nice for the Saints, but are is Taysom Hill a must start in week fifteen against the Bucks? Could potentially be a shootout, but it's going to be in Tampa Bay, and the Bucks are going to want to avenge the loss that they had uh, earlier this season. Um, does the rushing upside still lock Hill as a QB one play? I mean, nobody runs on the on the Bucks, right? And then Josh Allen comes out and has 109 yards yeah. on the ground. <laughs> um, and if there's anybody, probably in the NFL, if there's like three quarterbacks that your life depended on getting you 100 yards rushing, Taysom Hill would probably be one of those three guys, right? Like if your life depended on a quarterback getting you 100 yards rushing, like you'd say Lamar Jackson. You'd say Kyler Murray, and then you'd probably, like, given a full snap share, you'd probably say Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. So if Josh Allen can do it, who's a, a very good rusher in his own right, um, I think Taysom Hill can do it. I, I think he's, we had this discussion last week. It's like we were talking, we were talking about waiver wire quarterbacks. Taysom Hill is a QB1, yeah. period. As, as yeah. bad of a quarterback as he is, or maybe and he can't actually throw the football. That doesn't matter because if you're if he's if he's going to give you seventy yards and two scores, or if he's going to go for in you know he two weeks ago throws forty times and and even though he has four picks, has two touchdowns and gives you twenty four fantasy points, like he's QB one and in he's kind of matchup proof because of the legs. So. As much as I don't think that he is a quarterback that can play from behind, and Tampa probably gets a big lead here, we saw what happens when they get from behind. He's going to throw it 40 times, and he still can go for 100 yards rushing. So 
Uh, Tampa doesn't scare me off. He's, I think he's a QB one through and through. Uh, even though he's not, he's not actually a great quarterback. But you know, it, fantasy football it doesn't doesn't matter. Cordero Patterson is what is he? It doesn't matter. He's a <laughs> he's a good fantasy producer. That's what he is. All right, believe it or not, let's wrap it up. All right, all right, Dan. So currently, we're gonna head to the rookie class, and this is a little not, not different, but we currently have six rookies within the top 15 uh, of their respective positions okay um so the the six are do we have two running backs we have two receivers and we have two tight ends the running backs are Najee Harris and Javante Williams yeah the receivers are Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle and the tight ends are Kyle Pitts and Pat Fryermuth. Um, wait, Fry- yeah, okay. Um, so my question to you is, of these six guys, how many... Wait, did Fryermuth play last year? Am I having a blip in the radar? No, no, look here, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, oh my lord. Um... Of the six I just named, how many will finish a running back one, wide receiver one, or tight end one? Do you believe all six? Do you believe uh, less than half of them? Or do you believe none? Which it would be crazy because, you know, Najee Harris. But uh, how many of those six do you believe will finish uh, a wide receiver, running back, or tight end one at their position? Okay. So they're top fifteen currently. They're all they're all currently top fifteen. The only there's two that are not currently a one at their position. Waddle is wide this receiver is Waddle thirteen. Fryermuth. Yep. No. Yeah. Waddle is wide receiver. No. Fryermuth is currently our uh, tight end ten. Javante. Okay. Javante is RB fifteen. Oh yeah. And Waddle is wide receiver thirteen. Um. All right. So Harris will. Chase will, Pitts will, so there's three. I don't think Williams finishes top 12 only because they actually, when Gordon came back yesterday, they still gave him a hefty workload. So I still think that while I'm starting Williams, and I think he'll be serviceable, I don't know if he does enough to, well, there are so many hurt running backs now too. Like it might not even take much. I'll say Williams probably finishes just outside the RB1 territory. Waddle gets so much volume. Waddle could finish wide receiver one in PPR. I don't know about standard. Um, I don't know. I'll say, f- I'll say five. <laughs> five of the six. Yeah. Yeah. I think the tight ends are pretty locked in. <laughs> yeah. Um, we know Na- Najee could probably not play again. I mean, Derek Henry is still an RB one. So like Najee can not play again. He'll finish there. Chase pretty much solidified that fact with the two scores. Um, uh, currently, I'm looking at where uh, Waddle is because you did bring up the standard for all you dinosaurs. Um, Jalen Waddle in standard, Dan is wide receiver 21. Yeah, he's not get he's not getting there unless he's he scores a couple tutties in, in the next couple weeks. Um, so uh, yeah, I would say five of the six. Uh, I I think there's actually a possibility all six depending on the Waddle's volume. 
I think, I think it's possible. possible. It's just like I'm not convinced, like because Williams and Waddle aren't slam dunks for me, but I do think that I'll hedge and say like at least one of them will finish as uh, either an RB one or wide receiver one. Okay, I only had the one question because it was six players, so uh, only the one question for this week. Good talk, good stuff as always, Grande. Uh, arguably the shortest one we've done, and it's still like pushing 25 minutes. But Grande. Thank you so much for your time. Best of luck to you in week 15 and best of luck to the FA Nation.